The Tudor Marine National released. We discussed the new Snoopy watches. Some interesting news has come out about watch sales in the Swiss watch industry last year. We discuss Orient watches. Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. Chris, how have you been? I've been good. I'm good. And you? I've been, yeah, I've not been too bad. Yeah. Not been too bad. Uh, I was a little bit late with last week's uh, podcast. I apologize, everyone. I, I got it out on a Saturday, yeah. which normally I try and get it out on a Thursday. Yeah. And, so we, uh, we're, and we're, we'll do a little follow-up with the uh, Tudor scoop, the Tudor FXD scoop. We, we, we were right there. But we just we like the details came out between uh, produ- production, pr- our production schedule. So, yeah. yeah. Well, should we do a little bit of a wristwatch sure, check? Sure. Because uh, yeah. uh, shall I go? Yeah, for it? I go, go I'll for go it. first. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm going for it. I got my new speed timer. Hey! So I got the new and uh, the new Seiko, Seiko speed timer. It's on this Barton leather strap. It's a new watch, so I'm I'm changing the strap the watch strap about 10 times right. a day i think right. at a time just to see what works on it i did a a joint review a collab review with tj mm. who's big big friend to a show our, our military expert that mm. we have on occasionally mm-hmm. he's got the black dial version and i've got the blue dial oh, version. so like a like a combo review nice a combo mm. review exactly mm-hmm. so that'll be coming out soon there'll be plenty of shots of this watch when I first got it, just a five-minute review. When I first got it, it, it is smaller than a Seiko. Not not smaller than other watches, mm-hmm. but it's smaller than you would used to Seiko mm-hmm. chronographs because it's gone for that vintage style. But once you get used to it, it fits really well. I mean, I've got it on a, a NATO here that's kind of bulging a little mm-hmm. bit. But I took it straight off the stock bracelet. Wasn't crazy about that. I'll go into more of that in the review. Yeah. I've had it either on an Uncle Seiko razor wire or I've even had it on a bun strap. I've had it on NATO's. It it really looks yeah. good and, and the, pretty impressed I, with it. I sent I uh, and Sam. I sent you that. I sent Sam a picture of uh, the old original speed timer, the blue on that, and I I think they absolutely nailed that color match. I mean, I you know with that. What do, what do you are you are you delighted with the blue? You like it? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really like. I really like the blue. You're right. It. In different lights, sometimes it's black, it looks purple in bright light, or it's it's like a nice sort of navy blue in some of the lights. The way they've incorporated the solar panels into the small chronographs, I, I like as well. Mm-hmm. Me, my only complaint is they could, I think they could have got away with doing it slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. TJ totally disagrees. He thinks it's the the small, oh, okay. the, the perfect yeah. size. But as I get used to it, I mean, I was wearing a turtle right. for a week <laughs> right, before, right. and it is. It's about yeah. the same size as the Christopher Ward. I think it's yeah. just that because there's a lot going on with the dial. Yeah, busy on the dial. I put mine back on the bracelet. So this is the this is my Bell and Ross uh, GMT, my everyday, uh, and then and then back on the bracelet for winter, which is uh, which is a process as usual. But uh, I was we had some crazy unseasonable weather here. Uh, was uh, up in the nineties. So that, that's a thing for November now, I guess. Uh, and yeah, I didn't, I like, I didn't know what to do and I'm, I'm ready for the winter, fall, cold. I want to, you know, I want to enjoy leather strap. I want to enjoy, you know, back on the bracelet, this kind of stuff. So it was very, <laughs> it was very like, what is going on? So it was like a uh, couple 90 degree days and then, and then we're back down in a, you know, in a normal, normal Southern California so it's you know cold, cold at night. I'm using air quotes for those listening. Uh, 
bed uh, down in the 50s at night. So that's my, that's my, I enjoy, that's my level of cold that I enjoy. Yeah. yeah it's been, it's been a bit, believe it or not, it's been a bit colder in the evenings in Florida, mm. actually. The last couple of evenings have been, been cooler. It's funny because we were, one of the nights it was actually colder than it was in Manchester because my <laughs> wife always compares the, the yeah, weather apps. But anyway. Yeah. This is uh this is uh, this is, we're on a tangent here. This isn't casual uh, weather nope. talk. Oh, nope. keep it keep it back. Yep. Should we do another thrilling episode of Hit or Miss? Today, Chris, it's a long time since we poked fun at Braymon, and I think it's been overdue. <laughs> but they've released this, the Dirty Dozens watch that they have. So a military-inspired watch, but they've blinged it up a mm. bit. They've DLC coated it for the audio listeners it's got rose gold in three set uh, three handsets it's got the small seconds all the hands are rose gold and it's got this rose gold crown and it just struck me chris it's a military watch right. inspired by a historical military watch does it it does it suit the the blinged up treatment I, do you think yeah I, I don't i don't i don't understand their design take here with the with the gold and the p i mean the pvd it i mean i it could look sharp but at the same time because it's based on and they literally are saying that you know it's based on that uh it's an armed forces supports the armed forces it says it's even got the british insignia on the back of all three arms on services yeah i mean maybe when we um you know maybe back in um you know 2142 when we fought the clone wars and the rise of the uh ai um, when we, you know, would would have the like black PVD, <laughs> mechanical PVD watches. Yeah, because nobody can have a smart right. Exactly. In case it's spying, everyone right. has to go. Mechanical. Yeah, exactly. To... We're all steampunk. Yep, exactly. Uh, like silicon hairspring. So it's like so like magnets can't mess it up. And then you know, of course, this is yeah. you know once we once we got over that uh, you know resistance movement. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. It's too sports modern for me. Yeah. Uh, like I don't think any of those should have been. There's like. There was no such like. There's no PVD from that era. No, and and to be honest, one of the things that didn't shock me, which it does usually shock me about Braymont, is the price. I mean, they're knocking this out at three hundred seventy three seven three thousand seven nine five, which is expensive. But for a Braymont, yeah. I mean, sometimes I thought they were going to go straight in with this yeah. is X number of carats rose gold. Right. This is yeah. a limited. This would be a seventy five hundred. Yeah, yeah, seventy five hundred ten thousand. Yeah, exactly. This is, mm, yeah, all right, well, good, good that it's priced for uh, those who can uh, afford that uh, to celebrate, to celebrate the, uh, uh, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I, I didn't, I didn't fight in the AI wars, so I'm going to say it's a miss for me. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, maybe it's a, it's a future, future classic. It's a future Future classic. Yes. I don't mind the look of it, but I think it's a bit of a miss, really, isn't it? I mean, it's a military-inspired watch. It's a field watch. It's they've, the Dirty Dozens watch, they've even called it. It's got the Ministry of Defense stuff on the back. I'm not sure, really, what they're going yeah. for with the, the it, black and, on and the rose gold. gold I mean, the black. rose gold, I mean, that's such a that's such a design pick. Kind of a strange pick. Well, let's dive in with our first story. And with my um, sort of late uh, listing of the podcast last week, this was this was an in between story that we need to follow up on, and that is that they they have now released the Tudor. I'm calling it Marine National, but it's it, the its proper FXD. name is the the FXD, which I guess so, means fixed 
Okay. <laughs> but you were really keen to see what yeah. this turned out as, weren't yeah. you? So what did you, were you impressed with it? Were you, I, how, how do you feel? Uh, it, it, after, after it officially hit, I realized that the Pelagos or the Pelagos, however you want to pronounce it, because there was kind of 50-50 on that. Uh, on the Pelagos, I feel like this is the watch that I want to love but for whatever reason, I just, it just keeps this, it just keeps, there's always something. And it's just, I think this is just going to be that watch for me, which is kind of, I, so let's take a moment to say, I think it looks great. I think it's an amazing piece. If you go get one of these, I love the blue on it. I think they did a great job. And, and now I'll stop and say how this would maybe fit into my collection how this would fit in how I would use it or sort of how I, how I see it. Um, it is not going to come with any sort of bracelet. So it's this fixed lugs with their Tudor special strap. It is 22 millimeters. So that's at least a normie size, which is great. So you can put, so you can put punch it. So this thing will eat NATOs all day long that match with the blue dial titanium. So we thought maybe it was stainless steel titanium. I'm okay with that. And we've had the discussion about like scratching titanium, but I think this is fine. Um, what there was only, oh, no helium escape valve. We confirmed that. And then kind of the last bit was the, the actual one, the actual Marine National that they were giving away has two lines of text. This has four. And I was actually incorrect. The current one has five. So I, oh, wow. I forgot that it also says, Dot, 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 dot. So it's five lines of text. So for me, I'm going to pass because of the bracelet option. I am just one of those people. It, you know, I've got, I'm wearing a bracelet right now. Uh, if, if my hope is that they do like the Black Bays, that there'll be other versions of this that come out. But the fact that it's the FXD, I don't know. Uh, and in my collection, and we discussed this a little, I, I kind of think I'm over dive watches. Like, that's just kind of not oh, my... Oh, I know. I just, I kind of, I believe that the reason why I was super interested in dive watches originally was for their practicality of their water resistance. And so now that i am been in the hobby for a while and collecting for a while, I know that I'm my all my other watches are 100 meters water resistant and they're never going to see they're never going to see more than 30 feet of water in their life so it's totally fine <laughs> and so uh so again like i said so let's you know separate this out like me or you and then for you or you know for for you know our listeners uh you know what 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 they what they want and what what i want not necessarily the same totally fine uh and then for you uh big pass on the no date i actually really like the look of this i think $3,900 is not a bad price. I like the flatness of the dial. It's definitely the evolution of the Pelagos. I don't mind the integrated lugs, to be mm -hmm. honest. And the fact that it's got this, actually, it's issued to the military now also is a huge mm -hmm. appeal. I actually even looked to see whether you could buy the, the watch strap separately. Oh. Because right. it looks like a pretty yeah. cool, but I couldn't with the I couldn't one piece find with it. the one piece buckle that they've got going on there. Yeah, uh, I do really like the look mm. of it, but like you said, I wish it had the date on it. I know 
I'm obsessed with yep. the date on watches. I, I, and I've tried in the past, um, with the exception of the Rolex I've got that doesn't have yeah. the date on, but I've tried owning watches in the past where, you know, I had the Black Bay 58 and it did bother me. And my tastes have changed because I wore a Speedmaster for yeah. 10 yeah. years and didn't think anything of it. But yeah. now I just, I just know that I really like the yeah. date on a watch. And I, I've tried to trick myself previously with uh, no date right. watches and I've just never I, really... Uh... I don't know if I said this to you, but definitely uh, I'm going to give you the enjoy it while it lasts because you're not you're not quite old enough yet. But once you start, once you start, you know, not being able to see the wristwatch without the magnification of <laughs> classes and you're like trying to read the date. Like I look I was at the uh, UPS store trying to read the date and I was like eh, with my arm like all goofy stretched out. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not putting my reading glasses on. Is it the is it what day is it? It's the 17th, 18th. What is it? <laughs> so, so enjoy it while as you know what have that have that while it lasts i'm, I'm i'll give it to you <laughs> well let us know guys what you think over on the facebook group also we've been trying the new discord group as well still in its experimental phase we'll open it out to a bit of a wider audience but it's been pretty nice yeah. it's a direct messaging system yeah, it's nice. Instant instant feedback. It's nice. Next story, and this is a little fun, cheeky one. We're coming up to Christmas, so it's it's good to have a little bit of a, a, a funny one. This is, and I quite like these, this is the new Swatch Peanuts collaboration. So for audio listeners, Swatch are releasing a whole bunch of Peanuts, the Peanuts characters, so Snoopy and Charlie Brown, etc. They look, I think they look yeah. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, they're super fun. Super fun. There's some there's some nice designs. They've done some pretty interesting designs. I'm not sure which one. It's a pity they haven't done a Snoopy in Space one because mm. they've got that new That's Snoopy right. in Space cartoon. Plus, it would it would really appeal mm-hmm. to us sort of Space Watch mm-hmm. fans. As it's like as a cro- well, it's like a, cro- a good a good Omega crossover episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I would probably go for that. The the blue oh, I like that. that. Yeah. Here, I like that yeah. the most. Cool. And um, yeah, so the reasonably priced are a hundred dollars. I'm sure there's people that'll have uh, will collect the full set. They've got some of them have got interesting hands. So some of them have just got normal straight mm-hmm. hands, but there's there's one that's got baseball and a baseball mitt on mm-hmm. them, and then this one with the blue hands got woodstock on it, and the other hand I can't quite tell what the other hand mm. is there. Looks like a um. Oh, it's a dog, a, a bowl full of dog oh, food there you go. on the tip of the hand. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely good. Uh, yeah, good for good Christmas ideas. This is good. Yeah, yeah, fun. Like, so if you know anybody that's, I mean, I, I think like all ages, anybody that's, you know, men, women, girls, boys, fun, fun Snoopy watch in the in the collection. I think that's cool. Next story we're going to move on to is this is something that. Chris, you caught your eye on monochrome mm-hmm. watches. Let me just pull it up here. This is, well, the title of it, I think, is a bit misleading, to be honest. It says the top 50 Swiss watch brands. I, didn't, I said that too fast, mm-hmm. didn't I? The top 50 Swiss watch brands of 2020 and the invincible Hemoni. <laughs> It's hege- hegemony. Is that how you say that? Oh my god! I don't tell. Totally, I've never heard hege- that word. Hege- hege- hegemony of Rolex. Yeah. I think they're trying to be a little bit cheeky. Somebody's going to correct us and be and and, and berate me for. Uh, so it's it's just it, uh, he- hegemony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, leadership or dominance, especially by one country or social group over others. <laughs> Why there we one go, country? Live dictionary check. One country. I love it. I love it. Oh, he- oh is it like homogeny? Hem- no, it's no, it's H E G. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, so this, sorry. It's, um, it's hegemony. Hegemony. Now, all right. So everyone, everyone, you've learned a new word today. You've learned a new word. Hegemony, exactly. which is. Leadership or dominance? All right. Of Rolex. Perfect. Well, yeah. So it's interesting, actually. And this, I don't know whether this shocked me, but it said that because of the the COVID pandemic, watch sales went down. But we were reporting at the time that, I mean, people seem to be going crazy. I know the factories sort of partially shut down and things like that but it it goes through some of the watch sales statistic it's been the worst year for watch sales since 2011 the steepest decline but chris this kind of caught your eye didn't it this top 50 watch brands of 2020 estimated market Mm -hmm. share and sales yeah so um you know the big the big players here but it's it's fascinating to see the sort of the reach of some of these brands or the ones that maybe even we talk about all the time uh, or mention and then how many actual units they sell what their percentage of the market is you know you know imperceptible in some i mean you would you would think like vacheron you know you would like oh they they have to be pumping out you know a bunch of watches or uh, uh, Richard Mill, you know, the, every F1 driver walking around with a Richard Mill and, and every other F1 team sponsored by them. And they're not, they're not even close to uh, Rolex. They're not close to Omega. They're not close to Cartier. Uh, Long, Longines yeah. is a, is a, that was a surprise, yeah. wasn't it? Longines, 6.2% yeah. of the market. Rolex is in at 24.9. And it kind of jokes here that Omega does have a big market share at 8.8, but Rolex is actually bigger than all of the swatch. Right. Of those groups, groups there. Put yeah. together. Yeah. And the Richard Mill, uh, by the way, 2, 2.5% in this in this particular chart. So a um, little, little, yeah, a little fascinating takeaway. And then there's a little further down, they have the actual, like, number of units sold on the big list and yeah they must have been guessing this because i don't know rolex ever released that but rolex i mean that number of units sold eight hundred ten thousand watches and and we've been talking about a constraint in the market and then of course our rolex um ad friend Mm -hmm. he's been saying that no, it's the demand has just yeah. gone absolutely crazy, hasn't yeah. it? So, yeah. so, so, just uh, you know, right on, right on the top of there, you know that. I mean, they are they are the leader, the king, as they as they have been, and they will continue to be. Um, and uh, Omega, you know, coming in coming in second with uh, five hundred thousand. Uh, but some of the yeah interesting takeaways there, um. This is uh, uh, what was this listed by uh, turnover of so turnover. It's actually if if you look mm. if you can see this, you probably yeah. can't because it's so tiny. And 
I, I said Rolex AD friend. I, I need to do a shout out to Justin. Mm-hmm. His, his name is mm-hmm. Justin. Hi, Justin. They, it, it's very hard to see here. In fact, let me let me try and zoom in here, but I don't think that's going to make it much better. But yeah, it's it's turnover in in Swiss francs. Right. That's what CHF yeah. is. If anybody's yeah. not familiar. So yeah, they kind of they're kind of like an interesting order here of how they sold it and. And some of the some of the top contenders, um, you know, their numbers. I mean, like for example, like Richard Mill, forty three hundred number units sold. So, uh, their but but their average order price one hundred and eighty three thousand. It's, it, it's just that, an incredible it? number, you know. Tissot as well. I mean, their their average order a hundred and four hundred and fifteen yeah. Swiss yeah. francs, which is Tissot has some of the. That's like a mid range for right. them, so that's quite yeah. good average. And then this this was one of the standouts for me. How well Longines yeah. does, and it's it's probably because of this. Um, you know, the Chinese market is very Longines is very well respected in the Asian mm. markets, mm-hmm. and yeah, average price of one thousand three hundred. So yeah, pretty Swiss good, francs. pretty good, uh, pretty good price point, and. 1.5 million units moved by them. That's the most, yeah. isn't it, in the top? Far exceeds Rolex, as you would expect it yeah. to. Yeah, um, I mean... Uh, t- uh, Cartier right up there yeah. as well. So, I mean, as far as, like, number produced, so Swatch, Swatch is the big... We, you know, we're just talking about the Snoopy watches. So Swatch is doing 3.1 million, and then second place is Tissot with uh, 2.4 million units moved. Uh, what's interesting mm. is as well is that Omega we think about them pumping out watches left right and center but they actually only did 500,000 in comparison to but that means they're number two and their average order value is uh, 5,626 switch francs is there any you'd say maybe even looking at the the top 20 or the top 30 that were you wouldn't expect them to be there like you, you, you were surprised I mean for me if I was going to go, the ones I was surprised at seeing was Hermes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're at 21. Bulgari, I suppose, and Breguet, they're up there. Blaupart as mm-hmm. well. They sell a lot of watches, but Blaupart's one of those ones that you never really see on forum. I don't know anyone that owns a Blaupart. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone on our forum or any of the other forums. Might, you might see the odd one, but... Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not a... like. I, I, there is a... Um, is it... Uh... Yeah, I think the the Swiss watch, Swiss watch gallery in the uh, mall near me uh, has carries Blancpain, and I've seen some of their stuff. But but yeah, here again, like you have this like, you know, you have a you have a watch company that's not necessarily like on the tip of everyone's tongue. But you know, twenty one thousand units, average of, uh, let's see. I mean, $17,000. Wow, there is a lot of Blancpain that I am not paying attention to. A lot of white yeah. bread. Lot of white <laughs> so, for, yeah, and further down, you know, you talk about like one that sort of stood out to me. Further down, uh, down in 39, uh, was this con- inconspicuous one called CK Watch. Calvin Klein Watch. I had to look it up because I was like, CK Watch? What is this? Uh, 325,000 units. Uh, their average value of 318. But, uh, but, making that uh part of the swatch group list ck watch so and these are all swiss correct brands aren't correct. that's why we're not seeing um the likes of seiko right. or casio i mean they, yeah. they're by volume they would be right yeah. up there yeah. wouldn't they so this is we're just we're just talking mm-hmm. swiss mm-hmm. swiss watch brands mm-hmm. here 
yeah, it, it's a it's a fascinating. We'll leave a link to the article in. The, it, it's a lot for us to digest on here. They did a, a very thorough job, and in fact, some of these just just a little disclaimer they put on here. These figures actually come from a Morgan Stanley research mm-hmm. that they did, as opposed to it wasn't. These aren't monochrome watches. Um, yeah, it's not their it's not their numbers. Yeah, exactly. It's they they are pulling some numbers, and then. And then, yeah, the other caveat, which you kind of started with, which is um, the Swiss watch industry does release some of these numbers uh, as a total. So you, you, but, but then it's sort of, you have to, it's left up to you to figure out like, well, how much of that is, how much of that is Rolex? How much is that Omega? Um, The Swiss are very proud of their Swiss watch making and their exports. I mean, they treat it like, I mean, it. I mean, it is absolutely a, a number one industry for them. Um, so, like in the same way that you can get the report on the, uh, you know, from the pier at Long Beach, how many ship containers, et cetera, in that same sort of, you know, quarterly report method, uh, you can get it for Swiss watches. So it's pretty interesting. And and this this one last thing on this article I thought this was this was an interesting mention they put as we mentioned before the market is turning more and more towards premium products. This can be explained by stiff competition in the entry level segment provoked by strong growth registered by smartwatches. In 2016 the Swiss watch industry was still producing about 25 million watches. That same year, 22 million connected watches were sold. In 2020, only 13.8 million Swiss watches were exported, while about 75 million connected watches were produced. And this has a direct impact on sales of Swiss quartz watches and entry-level mechanical Swiss. And, uh, you know, as we we said before... um... These smartwatches, you know, they're not, uh, they're, they're software limited. So they're, they're kind of end of life three, four or five years and then they're end of life. But, uh, you know, it's a, as a theme of the show, if you want to survive this, the singularity, you know, get yourself a, get yourself a mechanical watch that will survive anything. Next one, Chris, was something that we've not talked about this brand for a long time we occasionally mention them don't we but you've been you've been looking into orient a bit haven't you yeah what was it about orient that's kind of you think I just saw a video i think it was was it teddy that did the bambino and and i discovered that they don't call them that anymore. This was a, there was a, apparently a lawsuit and they can't call them that anymore. Um, but that, uh, you know, are these still sort of relevant and, and are, the, you know, is, is, is what is Orient doing now? Maybe two years ago, we had a conversation about the best value dive watch. I think, I think this is still true. Orient. Um, you know, they've got their Kamasu line and some, you know, some of their, their other stuff. I mean, like right now and how many, you know, sideline here, how many brands get, how many luxury brands get guff for cutting their prices, right? For taking a $3,000 watch and, you know, they're going to sell it for 2,800 or, you know, or like a coupon. 
well, there's been that controversy, haven't they, about the um, the the brand that Mister Mist actual Mister Christopher Ward, mm-hmm. Christopher Ward himself, when he left Christopher Ward, mm-hmm. he set up another brand, and I think he left to set this brand up, and I believe people will remember this, but I believe it was with his two sons, mm-hmm. and that brand. The, the name escapes me. Can you remember the, the name of the the brand, Chris? No. They, they've essentially... So they were called Trebus oh, right, as the brand. Right. And for some reason, I, I don't know whether it's not going well or what, but the Trebus brand, to, it, they're selling them at 80% off wow. uh, the current price. So let me just... They've got, look, it, which... Trebus was supposed to be their take on their, you know, Christopher Ward's where he went next with his sons. He was creating this watch Mm -hmm. brand, Black Friday sale. They've got like 70% off these watches. Now, this was the first time, honestly, that I've looked at them in, um, look, they're all sold out, but God, they God, they spent a lot of money in R and D making these watches look cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. These are, this looks yeah. like a, this looks like a micro brand from China that is knocking right. out these budget quartz watches. I don't, I don't quite know what they were thinking there. No, sorry if anybody owns one of these, and I'm sure you love it. But I mean, well, to me, it just. I mean, yeah, but if you if you owned one and you paid full price for them a year ago. I I mean how I mean I I I'd be mad. I mean nothing nothing that we're gonna say here is gonna gonna you know affect that. Yeah, I had not I had heard of the brand originally, but I I'd not seen anything from the brand. So that's that's a you know that's that's sort of a telltale. Like what price percentage is too cheap? What and and I think the f- beyond fifty percent feels like a ruse to me you know especially if you if if you bought one before the sale oh absolutely you know? i mean i mean yeah. look here you've got this 13000 13, uh, is it in pounds 1300 says apply code treba uh, yeah sorry 1329 mm-hmm. pounds apply code trebus 70 at checkout to save Jeez. 70% i other than if in victor's cheeky little right. Uh, sales i can't think of another watch yeah. brand well this answers you know this answer this maybe answers the question this maybe answers the question i think i know where uh christopher ward's original pricing method came from <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i re- i think i now realize what the problem was and maybe it was christopher ward <laughs> as, as the you know as pricing these into the you know deep discount stuff so back to orient here's a brand that has done this for a while. Um, so the Kamasu right now, like they have it listed for 460 and it's on sale for 280. Now, I don't think anybody paid 460 for it. I think when it was new, uh, when those first came out, I, I think they were, you know, on sale, and I'm using air quotes again, uh, for, uh, was it like 390 or something? It was something like that. Yeah, this was, I mean, if anybody's not familiar, Orient is a Seiko 
owned company. So technically they're in-house movements, correct. you would yeah. say. I mean, they're branded. Yeah. Yeah. They're branded. Yeah. Um, and I've owned, I've owned one. They're, they're very well made. Some people roll them around about the logos too ornate, but mm. I, I thought this was uh, interesting. They've got like a little cheeky SKX going on. Oh yeah, it. yeah. So I, yeah, that's what I, was, I was looking at their sort of new releases, and they've got some they've got some interesting colorways that remind me of uh, yeah SKX. Remind me of uh, some of the some of the older Seiko fives, like almost like a vintage, like that one with the gold in the middle. I don't I don't think that's my cup of tea, but uh, it's uh, certainly reminds me of uh, some of those. Uh, early Seiko 5s, you know, from the 70s and 80s. The thing with the Orient is they're not afraid to do a, an experiment, are mm-hmm. they? And they've they've had some quite wacky, well, maybe maybe not wacky as the people that own them, but they've had some very interesting-looking watches in the past, haven't they? They don't mind taking, trying new mm-hmm. things and, and yeah. you know, making So, I mean, I, I looked under their new arrival stuff, uh, their new M-Force, a uh, little funky, kind of a cross between a G-Shock and a dive, like a maybe a monster, like a Seiko monster versus G-Shock kind of combo here. <laughs> Interesting indices, isn't it? Yeah. Um, sorry, this is this is awful for our audio listeners. This is this is a, they're like a larger watch, aren't they? Comes on a NATO. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to explain. It's definitely a unique. It's got a compass bezel yeah. as well, which you yeah. don't see uh, a lot, do you? On yeah. um on a dive inspired yeah, big heavy compass bezel it's got um kind of like these these black now the other the ones that come on bracelets have that in it looks like metal uh but has these like uh crown guards on the side <laughs> some beef, beefy beefy crown guards coming out of the side so you're right they're not they're not afraid to to try stuff i still like the classic stuff they do um, we were chatting on the Facebook group about Moonwatch, uh, sorry, Moon Phase. <laughs> Lots of Moonwatch on the on the channel, but uh, um, uh, watches with the Moon Phase complication and inexpensive uh, Moon Phase, definitely from Orient. Um, um, and some, you know, and some. Uh, I think I think if you are in a position where you need a sharp looking dress watch. Um, that can get you know get you started in the in the collecting world of mechanical watches. Um, and even if you didn't go any further, I I don't think you'd have a problem with with any of these. And again, for value price for you know what you get for value, I think they're great. Yeah, I always like these ones, and uh, just there's just something about them. It looks like uh, it reminds me of um a watch that uh see on that only that british tv show only the, fools and horses because it looks the, a bit like a the Rolex. deneb the de- d-e-n-e-b deneb i like yeah. it actually i might just buy it. i mean they're on sale for 120 dollars. Oh, yeah. i mean it'd be rude yeah. not to speaking of it? speaking anyway, of christmas that was it let us know in the comment section down below if you if you own an orient what you think of them i've owned the i called it the mako and people oh, persecuted geez. me on on, uh, pronunciation. on YouTube for it. So it, it, apparently it's Mako, Mako but yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick Mako. with Mako. <laughs> uh, thanks to, um, I noticed Ben on Ben's Watch Club the other day did a review, big shout out to Ben, did a review of the Hamilton Khaki. Mm. And he said Khaki. And I know everyone always comments when I say it that um, it's Khaki. <laughs> and Khaki. Because both. Khaki. Yeah. Cause oh, for Exactly. God it sakes. sounds too posh right. for, for me and yeah. Ben that are from the, the north of, north of right. England. But um, 
before we wrap up here, we've uh, I know this has been requested in the comments section mm. and on the Facebook group and on the Discord uh, collection review, hasn't it, Chris? Like, you're in my collection review because I haven't done one on yeah. the channel for a while. We did a joint one, didn't we, of yours? Yeah, a while ago. Wow, that's uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, that's been a, that's been a ways. That's the early days, early days of Sam and Chris. Yeah, early days. Yes, back when we could hang out. Well, we're getting past that and able to hang out in person more and more, which is which is good. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to to kind of talk about it. I think I learned a bunch of things this year about you know adding different watches to my collection. I think the the you know one of my sort of opening takeaways is i always have one too many yeah so we will be we're teasing a future episode probably uh yeah. near, near the christmas time when we're looking for a for a chill out yeah episode. yeah um it's gonna be hard for our audio listeners we'll have to yeah. quite work out how to yeah. do that but we i mean we can talk through them so i'll be probably review my collection yeah. and then we'll review chris's collection you might be you might be surprised about mine <laughs> that's the yes uh yeah and there's some yeah there's some there's some surprises there for sure i i it's gonna be like uh now what what are you looking for are you are you on the hunt for anything that's what i want to know like what's your 2022 you have any watch collecting goals for 2022 or you're just leaving it up to you're, you're still saving yeah, for the saving else for the house we're saving up for the yeah. house. So I need to get into the house and then I need to settle down. I've really, the only watch that I keep, there's there's a couple that I keep going back to in my mind that I would like to own as a collector mm -hmm. at one time. And it, Grand Seiko always hits. Yeah. It's there. I haven't quite, it, it's not that, I, I definitely want a spring drive, even though I know the high beat's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I, want, I want to own a spring mm -hmm. drive. They're expensive, so you know you you've, you're looking down the nose of five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, mm -hmm. but which I don't mind spending that. It's just that there's not one that there's maybe one or two that have captured fully captured mm -hmm. um, me at that price. I'm excited to see, but I'm gonna wait. I need to save the money, and I, I'm gonna wait to see what they come out with next mm -hmm. year, Grand Seiko. But I've definitely got Grand Seiko in my mind just because I'm intrigued about the Spring mm -hmm. Drive technology mm -hmm. yeah i was um i i mean the tudor uh the pelagos sort of caught me in the i had just made a purchase and then with my 10th year anniversary bell and ross that i picked up that was like just a last minute thing so i mean that my uh my 2022 budget has already got a big chunk taken on it so i think that's gonna be it's gonna be it for a while so this will be sort of a, an interesting an interesting way to look back and uh and talk about it. and and obviously uh also you know we'd like to you know see what you know see and talk about what what you guys are uh, what you guys are hoping to collect and add to the collection so join us uh in the discussion over at the Facebook group and uh, down in the comments let us know what you're looking forward to Absolutely. Well, that's the end of this week's show. We really appreciate you watching let us know in the comments section down below. Join us over on Facebook. Um, we'll let you know future iterations of the Discord group. We really appreciate you watching and listening. And we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Skies, bye.